Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining Life Point. I'm your host, Tom Doherty, and I'm glad to be able to share with you today. It's going to be a great day because it's the day the Lord has made. And as I've said often, we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Well, you know, I imagine most of you know by now that having a fast start doesn't mean you'll necessarily win. You know, watching the first Boise State game at Washington where they got thumped, right out of the bat, we uh, did pretty good. We stopped them, we came down, we scored first, and they scored, then we scored again and looked good, and I thought, hey, things are going to be great. And then we just tumbled. We took a step backwards and we got thumped. 56 to 19. I hate bringing it up. It's a bad memory. But you know what? Sometimes in our lives, we uh, we think that if we have a fast start, everything means victory is in store. But that's not necessarily the case, and we're going to talk about that today. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all you do in our lives. Thank you for the Word of God that speaks to us. May our hearts be open to you today. Lead us, guide us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, years ago, as I've shared almost every coaching story I've ever had over the last 17 years, so some of them I repeat because I have to go back to that because I don't have any more stories to relate to what I want to share. Or if I do, then I have to embellish them. I don't want to embellish them. So years ago, I coached against a really good basketball team that had really a fast start on us. They built an 18-point halftime lead, but we came back. And we won the game in the second half. How many times in sports do you see teams jump all over the other team early and it appears to be all over, and the next thing you know, your team loses? Well, growing up, I was a San Francisco Giants fan. I, I'm not now, I'm more of a Mariners fan, but and my brother Dan and I would listen to the games on the radio while in bed late at night. And I'll never forget this one game. The Giants were behind 8 to 1 going into the ninth inning. And we probably thought about turning the radio off, but we didn't. And they ended up scoring eight runs in the last in their last at bat, thanks to a grand slam by Bobby Bonds. They won the game nine to eight. A good start doesn't assure victory. It's like every New Year, everyone has all these great plans. I, and I, folks, I'm included with that. Of exercise, weight loss, being more organized, whatever we can do uh, to get ahead. And, and pretty soon we slip back into our old ways. I hate that. I hate slipping back into my old ways. Even this last week, I was saying, I've got to do this better. I've got to be more organized with this. I've got to get my health in order. I've got, I've got, I've got. Well, I can say I've got all I want to. But I got to do. I got to do what I lay out to do, and I'm I'm going to strive to be better at that. And I've just got to think about it, pray about it, keep it in my mind and my heart. Well, today in the First Kings, we find that Solomon got off to a good start. In fact, I'm going to read First Kings chapter two, verse one through four. It says, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I am about to go the way of all the earth, he said, so be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him, and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and his regulations as written in the law of Moses. 
Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and whatever you do and wherever you go, and that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully for me with all their hearts and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. Great and true and impactful words. He had a great father, and of course, David. And of course, we know David, you know, he was a good man, a man that, but he made some mistakes in life, but he kept his focus on God and God forgave him. People don't allow mistakes that you've done in your past, sins in your past to destroy you. God is anxious to forgive you and get you upright again and moving forward. And you could become great like David did. But David was a great father. Fathers are so important in raising their children and having influence on them. Of course, David wasn't perfect. You know, we all can relate to that, isn't it? It is also great to have fathers that are good men. We can't control how our fathers live. But if we are fathers, we can control how we live and how we influence our children and those around us. He received good advice. My father always gave me great advice, which you hear about on this radio show all the time. I know so many people say, we wish we could have met your father, and I would say, I wish you could have too. He would have touched your life. David tells Solomon to be strong and show yourself a man. This is a great word for us today. To be strong. To be strong. How do you be strong? Well, to be strong in the Lord, you spend time with the Lord. You talk to him daily. And you get into his word, and you're faithful in the house of God. But more than anything else, you talk to him. You have a relationship with him. It's not just speaking to the air. He hears your every word. Know who you are in Christ. Live Christ. Breathe Christ so that those around you will be touched by Christ through you. David told him to walk in God's way, to follow God and live by his words and his ways. To follow God and live by his words, we need to walk in his ways and to keep his decrees and com commands, he says. It has been very easy for us to see the theme of the Bible, that obedience to God is the most important thing, is being obedient to Almighty God. You can't be obedient to Almighty God unless you have communication with him unless you know what he desires for you. Believe me, all of us know when we've done wrong. We have what you call a conscience. And we know when we've sinned, when we've known we turn away from God. We know when we're not faithful to God. We know when we don't uh, spend time in prayer or in the, in the Word of God. We don't spend time, uh, we don't spend giving our tithes and offerings to the Lord. We know when we don't help people. He knows our hearts. David also tells Solomon to show kindness to his friends. Kindness is a wonderful trait. And you want to see barriers broken in people's lives changed? Show a little kindness. David also told Solomon to deal with the enemies. He told him that because he knew he would have to face a lot of adversity, and he said, learn to deal with them. Another great example for us, we are not immune. We will deal with enemies and issues from this day forward forevermore. But what's important is how we deal with them. How we deal with them. 
Make sure God is in the center of our dealings and that we seek his guidance. Solomon was able to ask God, to ask God for whatever he wanted. In fact, we see this in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. I mean, excuse me, verse 3, verse 5 through 13. He says this, he says, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, Ask for whatever you want to give want me to give you. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in a place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people, to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern his people, this great people of yours? The Lord was so pleased that Solomon asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment, administrating, and for administrating justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that you in your lifetime, you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience, and listen to this, and if, okay, I-F, and if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke and he realized he'd been in a dream. Well, you know what? God honors those that honor him. God was pleased that Solomon asked for discerning spirit, for wisdom. So what did God do? He gave him incredible wisdom and unmatched wealth. Said he would be the wisest man to live in that time and to ever live. So Solomon is known as the wisest man to ever lived. And it all started with him asking God for the right thing and accepting God's call. He received a fringe benefit from God because he wasn't greedy. And he didn't ask for that which would bless him materially. See, we live in a very materialistic society, and frankly, a spoiled society. Many people in America have been, done whatever they want. Some gain it by putting their lives into debt, and others gain it because of good financial decisions. But when you look at your own lives, where does God play in this? Are we glorifying God with what he has graciously given us? I could gloss over this real quickly. But yet everyone who honors God first in their lives, in their possessions, God will bless. He will bless you. He promises to bless you. People wonder when the floodgates of heaven will open to them. And reading the word, I find when we totally sell out to God, that's it. It's a sellout. Most of you know our very first theme that uh, I've talked about in this, on this show and in my church was honor God and he will honor you. And I believe that with all my heart. If we will honor God, he will do great things in our lives. But folks, we have to honor him. You have to be obedient. You have to put him first. Are you doing that? 
you can. I hope you will. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.